Hello, listeners. Welcome to the High Performance Clip for today. We are chatting with Monty Moran, and Monty is talking about why leaders should be subordinate. Now, I know this is a shocking title, and it may perk your ears up or make you clench your butthole. But anyway, it's worth listening to. Monty took Chipotle from eight stores to 2,000 stores and approximately 75,000 employees, and he knows what he's talking about. So let's talk about being subordinate. If you try to show them that you're strong and you know it all, guess what that says to them? It says you don't need them. You don't need them. So if you can think about even in just a normal marriage, right? A husband and wife, if the husband feels like the wife's got it all under control and doesn't need him, he feels kind of lackluster, down, doesn't feel loved. Vice versa, same. If, if the husband has it all under control and the wife uh, doesn't feel like she's adding any value or the husband doesn't need her, it doesn't feel very good. When, you know, when a husband and wife uh, know that they need each other and, and they can count on each other and they have each other's back and that, you know, one will pick up where the other left off, you know, that creates a really good marriage, right? Um, and so with any relationship um, or any partnership or, you know, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends or best friends or even just friends, you know, you, if you have a friend who doesn't need you at all, you know, he's super smart, super good looking, you know, knows it all. Uh, you know, you might be like, hey, he's super smart. He's super good looking. He knows it all, but you won't feel that you're very important to him. Um, but if you, but if he's has those characteristics, if you're fortunate enough to have those characteristics, but also is sometimes come to you and goes, man, God, can I talk to you about something? Something just got me down. Maybe you can help me as soon as you, you know, and I talk in my book just about this, this asking for help, being subordinate, you know, there is so much to be gained in this life, in this world by being subordinate. And what I mean by that isn't that you have to be wimpy or weak, not at all. Subordinate does not mean wimpy or weak. Okay. What I mean is. You know, if you go into a room and you say, and you walk in and you go, hey, I know all the answers, everyone's going to shut up and go, okay, what are the answers? But if you go into the room and say, hey, people, you know, I'm really glad to be here. Hey, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm Monty. I'm your new president, their new CEO of Chipotle, whatever. Hey, you know what? Um, we got a great restaurant company here, but there's some issues that I want to talk about. You know, we, you know, we're having troubles with this or, having, or you know, um, you know, our stores sometimes aren't as clean as they should be or whatever, you know, Hey, how can we solve that? You guys, I really want your ideas. How can we solve it? I need your help. I really need you guys because I can't do it all. You know, well, you're going to get some hands going up. Hey, I've got an idea. You're going to draw people out. Okay. So part of leadership is being strong, having a vision, helping impart that vision. Um, you know, being confident, having people see, Hey, this guy or woman, is going to help me get to where I need to go. Like they've got a vision for my future. I like their vision for my future. I want to be part of that vision. And I trust that, that this woman or this man, you know, has my best interest at heart, at heart and will help me get there. Okay. So part of it's that, right? That's part of what everyone knows that it, that's a good leadership. But what fewer people know is that good leadership also means that that person has to sometimes come in and go, you know, I don't know. I don't, we got a problem here. I'm not sure the best way to fix it. I need you guys to help me. I can't do this all myself. We got we to gotta solve this as a team. Well, then that team's going to look up from their, you know, iPads or, or, or iPhones and go, oh, you need me? You know, and just think about it. If you walk down the street, Chris, and you're in a big, busy city, walking by, you're in New York City, and you're walking by all these men and women in business attire and all that stuff, and everyone looks really busy. Let's just say you say to someone, hey, sir, sir, excuse me, what time is it? What's the odds that person won't stop and say, oh, it's, um, it's quarter of 10? Some of them might say, hey, I'm, I'm too busy. But you ask them the question, you got to be a pretty big asshole not to say, oh, it's quarter of 10, even if you're in a hurry, right? <laughs> it depends on the city too. Austin people do that all the time. New York City, maybe not so Yeah, much. right, right. But I mean, yeah, but I think that, you know, but people, if you ask someone for help, there's a, a very strong human desire to be of help, to be of service. I talk about a story in my book, you know, where I was uh, 
you know, a dorky insur uh, insurance adjuster for farmers, farmers insurance. I say dorky because I had to wear these uh, short sleeve white shirts with a necktie, a button up white shirt. So short sleeve, you know, it was kind of like, you know, in LA walking around. But I remember one time I was looking for a certain address in this quote unquote bad neighborhood in LA. And while I was looking for the address, I was looking at the houses and one of the houses, uh, one of the houses I was looking at had a bunch of guys on the front porch, big, strong guys. Um, you know, they were listening to really loud music and they were, you know, partying in the morning, you know, it was like 11 a.m. or 12. Um, and these guys, you know, boom, 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 loud music. And I'm looking at their house and one of the guys yells at me, what are you looking at? Hey, what are you looking at? And I go, oh, actually, I was just looking at the address behind you. Did you know where uh, 5463, I forgot the address, but do you know where 5463 is? And the guy was like, Oh yeah, man. It's just, uh, it's down there half a block. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, since I asked him a question, I put myself in the subordinate position. I put him in the dominant and helpful position. I laid myself at his mercy in a little way, right? Like, Hey man, I'm just needing some help. I'm trying to find an address. And soon as I was that subordinate figure, instead of what are you looking at? It was like, Oh yeah, man, it's right down there. Hey, have a good day. Have a good day. And it was like, I was surprised he didn't offer me a beer because it was that cordial. You know, that story is an important story, right? Cause we can all relate to it. That, that, as human beings, we tend, everyone tends to be threatened when they meet someone new just a little bit. They might not know they're threatened, but there's a, that initial thing. Like when you call me today, oh, what's Chris going to be like? Is he going to be nice? Is he going to be throw hard balls at me and try to make me look like an idiot? I don't know. You know, so I might be a little nervous. So when I first meet you, as soon as you're like, hey, Monty, yeah, this can be a casual thing. Oh, hey, Chris, you know, in the first few seconds, there's all this, this trust begins to build immediately, like wham. Or it doesn't if it's a bad, I mean, sometimes you're like, oh crap, this isn't going to go well, but you know, right away, you know, and part of that is, is like, you know, you're saying, Hey, I'm glad you're on the show. Thank you. And when you say thank you, that is a subordinate position because you're thanking me for my time. And I say, Oh no, thanks, Chris. Thanks for your interest in, you know, what I'm doing or my book. And, and so I'm subordinating back and that's like, Oh, cool. You know, like, Hey, we're both saying that, you know, you know, we, this is something we want to do, you know? And so that's very disarming. So that kind of subordination or, you know, Hey, I, I'd love to have your help. You know, thank you. Thank you for helping me. You know, well, that just makes the other person come towards you instead of away from you. You know, you can just see it in the animal kingdom, right? You know, it's like animals that are threatened or cornered. What they, do they do? tense up like, or yeah, tense up or yeah, lash out. You know, everyone says like, like, don't corner like a rabid dog, right? Duh. Like you don't corner like a rabid dog. It's going to go. Arr. But if you say that, but if you put your hand to the dog, like in a really subordinate position and like put it backwards and like hold it up to their mouth, they're like, oh, this guy wouldn't do that unless he was nice because he's letting me bite him and I'm not going to bite him, you know? And I talk in my book about how my dog does this. He goes on the trail. My, she, my dog's name is Chelsea, uh, Cocker Spaniel, but she lays on her back on the trail and puts her paws up like this and lays on her back. Whenever a dog comes up, totally on her back, like with her neck wide open, like these dogs could kill her, you know? And the dogs always go like up to her and like liquor. And then all of a sudden she jumps up and then she becomes a dominant one chasing them and playing and barking and having fun. But she starts out with this impossible to misunderstand a bit of communication, which is like, I'm not here to mess with you. I'm just a little cute dog that rolls over on my back. Like you don't need to, you know, you don't need to bite me or to growl and they don't and it works. And we, as people need to do a lot more of that. Yeah. It's the power of being a subordinate. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed I've, I've seen either YouTube videos and heard stories about people when attacked by animals or, um, or, the threat of a, a, an attack is coming up that people just lie down. And if they yeah. just lie there, then the animal senses no threat. They may sniff them, lick right. them. If they're really hungry, they may try to bite them, I'm sure. But I mean, if they're starving, they're eating, <laughs> then you got a real problem. But no, but generally, if, if it's because they're threatened that they're attacking, if you remove the threat, they'll stop. Yeah.
There you go, you guys. All the reasons in the world why you should be subordinate much more often. I think that's a powerful, powerful tip and life lesson, really, to be honest. The more we can open up and be subordinate or authentic or humble, the more people reach out to help us because people really want to feel needed. People feel loved when they're needed. Powerful, powerful tip. So the question I want to leave you guys with is how can you be more subordinate in your life? I really want to recommend you guys check out the full episode with Monty. It's episode number 557, the former CEO of Chipotle, growing it to a $23 billion company. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode. Thank you.